Hi, welcome to Sultiful. I'm Latoya, and today we have a very special guest, Mr. Donnie Bovane. And today we're going to talk about building to business freedom. Stay tuned. Hi, and welcome to Sultiful. Hello, everyone. What Hi, it's Tuesday. It's I wanted Tuesday. to dance. <laughs> you can. You can. <laughs> we welcome all the dance breaks. Uh. <laughs> Hi, y'all. Welcome to Sultiful. I am Latoya. Hi, I'm Janet. And we have the awesome Mr. Donnie in the house today. Welcome, Donnie. What up, ladies? I'm excited to hang out with y'all. I already tell us it's going to be a fun time. I mean, with Latoya's big old smile and Janet's laugh, man, we're all in today. I'm telling you. <laughs> yes. Look, don't start nothing. Don't start nothing. Okay. <laughs> hey, mama didn't raise no fool, so we know how to have fun. <laughs> well, of course, we want to say hello to all our viewers out there. Um, of course, and we start with our first segment. What y'all been working on? You working on? Oh my goodness, what am I working on? Everything, everything under the sun. I came running in here for the show like last minute because I was literally working up until the last minute, y'all. Y'all know, intense client, and I have to stay on top of things because if not, things will start spiraling out of control. So. Yes, I've been just working on some things. I'm trying to um, still get acclimated to Florida. I'm still trying to, you know, get with this heat. <laughs> I am very, very happy not to be cold back in Ohio, but um, it is taking some time to adjust to the weather. So, <laughs> Wait, have you been in Florida long enough where it rains on one side of the street and not the other? Oh no, I haven't experienced that no, yet. No, no. Or have you rained for five minutes and then the sun comes out like it? Now never that, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's that's Florida. I mean, if you don't experience that, you don't experience nothing else. Yeah. Well, yes, I'm still loving it. I'm I'm glad for the the nice days. You know, lately we've been having those hundred degree days. Whoa, <laughs> that's a lot. So. Okay, well, hold on tight because hurricane season is coming, and that's a that's a different kind of weather pattern that you'll be like. Let me pack my umbrella, my snow boots, my rain boots, my winter <laughs> coat, my sweater, and my tank top because I just don't know what is going to happen in the back. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yes, yes. Oh, well, lovely me is just as crazy. The redhead girl is crazy. Um, I had a couple events last weekend. I'm, I'm trying to stay upbeat and motivated. Um, yesterday, we lost an awesome man in production called Mitch Faulkner. Um, he's a radio production, just awesome gentleman all the way around. And um, as you know, in our industry, we just have been losing people. And then in addition, one of our prominent, nicest sweetest um he is a gentleman but he was shot 
um, at a BT after party Sunday night here in Atlanta. So everyone's spirits are kind of just damper, but I'm just trying to hold my head high. Um, I have a client I'm traveling with next week to Mexico, but just keeping my prayers and my energy focused on these individuals and their family. So that's what I've been working on, just preparing for my travel to come. Yeah. Donnie, what you been working on? Man, the biggest thing that we've been geared up for, of course, I know we're going to talk about the book, but um, is the Badass Business Summit. So um, it's our big uh, annual event here in Fort Worth, Texas, where we have 17 speakers coming in. We've rented out an entire hotel. And we spend three days networking and building and growing your business. It's it's not a summit where you come and you take a whole lot of notes and, you know, afterwards you try and figure out what the heck you wrote down. You're proactively working on your business at the summit. And so by the time you leave, you're not figuring out what you should do. You've already done the things to help push your business forward to the next level. Um, it's a party. People always say it's the best business conference of the year. So uh, we're really excited to continue to put that away. And it's, it's about 85 days away. So we're all in it at this point, putting it together. It's, it's, it's crazy time for us, but, but we're having a lot of fun building it all out. Yeah. I was gonna, um, have us talk about that, but you already just dipped right into it so i don't know where we should start we'll come right back and down and give some more caveat to that right right we'll definitely jump back into that we're gonna first talk about uh, the the dynamic person that just spoke (laughs) let me go ahead and read your bio let them know who we are who we got in the house today all right so donnie boven is considered one of the leading global minds on sales business development and business growth, as he just said. Y'all heard it. (laughs) He is described as the first person to make sales and business development relatable and human. That is very important. Donnie is also the top 200 Apple podcast host of the world-renowned Growth Mode podcast. Congratulations. Thank you. And he's been called a motivator, a straight talker. Uh, Y'all know that just from the title of the summit, y'all see. (laughs) And an authentic badass. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Welcome, Donnie. Uh, All right, right, right. Okay, um, Donnie, I, I... I'm just going to start off because they don't, they, they don't really know. They don't really know. They don't no, really know. No. But I just want to tell y'all, the book, the book is called, <sighs> the, the, yeah, 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 put it up. <laughs> I got you, boo. So real fun story. Um, I was invited to do a keynote presentation down in Florida for a very large podcast convention and they were paying me a good chunk of change to come down and be this keynote. And I was a little over a year into my company and building my business at this point. So I was still, half living kind of this corporate mentality, corporate life. So I was wearing blue jeans and button downs. I didn't wear a ball cap and I didn't cuss all that much um, because I was trying to still be that corporate dude. And 
right before I go on stage, the guy who paid me, and I'll say he paid me 25 grand to come down and be this keynote, right? And right before I walk on stage, he walks up, grabs me by the arm and says, Donnie, I need a favor. I said, okay, what's your favor? He goes, please don't go full Donnie. I said, what does that mean? He goes, I'm afraid you're going to upstage me. And I said, that is about the dumbest thing you could have ever said to me before I walked on stage. And so if your viewers are sensitive, tell them to stand by because I ripped my arm out of his, walked up on stage and never done this in my life. And I said, where the fuck are all my badasses at? And 75% of the audience goes bananas, right? And they're on their feet hooping and hollering. And I realized in that moment, that I had never shown up as me anywhere really in life. I'd never let the world meet this simple country dude that, you know, I always played a part that there was work Donnie, there was home Donnie. And that was the first time in a public space, both of those two Donnies met. And from that moment forward, I said, never again, will I not show up as me. So it's been, you know, ball caps, talking how I law, you know, talk, carrying on, sharing my stories, sharing my screw ups and being as raw as I possibly can. And what I've found continually is the more that I show up as me, my people show up, right? The people that are okay with how I talk, how I carry myself. And I've just attracted, you know, a cool group of people we call the champions. Um, and and we're just taking over the world by me going as crazy as loud as I do, being authentically who I am, allows them the freedom to really show up as themselves. And it's been really fun to do. So when I was coming up with the book title, I'm like, dude, I've got to punch people in the face so they know specifically what they're about to get into. And the, the greatest feedback I've gotten on the book so far is how much I opened up about my story and all the things I screwed up in business, you know, and, and, you know, I can ramble on, but, you know, I wrote the book because, you know, when I launched the business, nobody was telling you how to build a business. Everybody was kind of painting the pictures that it's all sunshine and rainbows. They're like, you can get the business freedom. You can, you know, work the hours you want to. And everything sounded freaking easy. Well, I'd spent 20 years as an employee working for other people. And now I'm out here trying to build a business. And I had no clue what the hell I was doing. And I, I freaking, you know, found myself trying to build this business well and and i and i share the story in the book but six months into trying to build my business i stood in the back porch of my farm and looked at my wife and said babe we're about to lose every freaking thing we own because i just don't know what the hell i'm doing and she told me to get off my ass and go sell something at that point but because <laughs> that's who she is but okay so before and i i, I have another another question in regard do you think that your mindset was the way it was because your family didn't really believe in entrepreneurship. Do you think that stopped your lack of knowledge of learning or? I, you know, I, I don't think it stopped my lack of knowledge of learning. I think it, 
and I don't mean ignorance in a bad way. It made me ignorant that it was even a possibility. Like I didn't know you could start your own business and be your own business owner until I was 40. You know, so that just wasn't a concept in my household. I mean, I grew up blue collar as hell. I mean, dad was a truck driver. Mom worked in factories. You know, dad retired as a technician working on copiers for Xerox. Mom retired as a receptionist working for an eye doctor. So, you know, we were just in a household where you went and you got a job and worked for other people. And so when I finally came to this realization at 40 years old that you could do your own thing, it was a moment of, well, damn, either I start living and chasing my own dreams or I just put my head down and I keep living other people's dreams and I keep making them wealthy. And, and, you know, I made the choice to jump in the game and start a business. And what I didn't know and where the ignorance came into play was, you know, 20 years of working for other people, even though I, I spent that entire time as a straight commission sales guy, I didn't understand that somebody always told me what to do. You know, as an employee, somebody's always saying, do this, be here. And you think you're running your own life and doing your own things, but somebody else is always pulling the trigger. And, and if you carry that same mentality into business, you're going to lose because as an employee, if you don't do what you're told, you're fired. Well, if you're in business, if you are the only person that can do the job, you've created a job and not built a business. And so it's a it's a complete transformation of mindset and everything else. And it, it I would not be as to as successful and build the global companies that we built to this point had I not almost lost everything I had. That is that is surely deep. That was one of the things that fascinated me most um, while reading the book was that how you transitioned from how your family didn't even think about it and then you go to your wife and your wife is like you better get your shit together and get it together <laughs> now because uh, we ain't losing everything and you were able to take because you know one that's one of the things that we talked about because um, a lot of us became um in our uh, owner our companies during covid and we've had some mindset coach that we worked with and one of the things that we learned um in our mindset coaching hey Haley, how you doing is the way we've been programmed that we we don't know how to get out of that program mm -hmm. so that we can become business and many of us find it hard to get out of that program and that's why we don't excel and get nowhere but it was amazing how you were able to grab hold of that recognize it and pitch it to hell and be like get out my face and get to where you needed to go that takes us back the ah, look at that you got the book that's so awesome yeah you know cool. so the um the the ladies that are in our uh group a lot of them end up becoming you know their own employee basically they end up working just as the slave they were working for corporate but at some point <laughs> you either burn out or the light the switch flips and you like something has to give and that's where i think your book would come in place right 100%. at that, what right at that switch of the light you need to have this book in your hand so that you know where to go at next 
Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, and, and that's the exact person I wrote the book for. I didn't want somebody that was thinking about jumping and starting a business. I wasn't writing for them because at that point you, you just don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of the stuff would sound theoretical in nature, right? There wouldn't be any reason to comprehend and understand what I wrote through the book. I mean, you could for sure, but I really wanted it for people who got to that moment where they're this close to throwing in the damn towel because it's gotten so hard. They are now working harder than they did when they were an employee Mm -hmm. and they're still barely making ends meet, still kind of living that paycheck to paycheck lifestyle, but it's worse as an entrepreneur because there's no guaranteed paycheck. Right. So you got to go constantly out sell and then crap. Now I got to deliver. Now crap. I got to sell again. And holy crap, I got to deliver. And it's this vicious cycle. That's the person I wanted to go. Okay. There's got to be a better way. And, you know, I, I wrote the book so somebody could take it, read it in less than two hours and, and apply, put it to work and instantly start turning their business around. Um, but they could also go, okay, this is the area of my business that sucks at the moment. Let me go grab that chapter, reread that chapter. So it stays fresh in mind. So I wanted people to be able to freaking read it, apply it themselves without me happy to help any way I can, but I wanted them to be able to go and run with it. So is, is that why you use so many acronyms? Cause I think that's the other thing that helped it be such an easy, short read. I mean, with the values, with the um, the ICA, I think the way that you use those um, acronyms helps. Even when you discuss the champion codes, you know, and think, I think that's the essential part. Why did you choose to do that? It, I hate fluff, and you know, when you read a lot uh-huh. of books, you know, people stack you know so much shit in these damn things, and and I'm just the type of guy. I'm like, okay, can I get to the learning? I don't need all the fluff before it. So for me, um, my team has learned if you're going to c- communicate with me, bullet points are the best way to talk to me. And so so I don't need the paragraphs. I don't need a freaking diatribe of your life. Give me the highlights. So acronyms really help me be able to create highlights of ideals. And they're a lot easier to retain and remember. So and uh Somewhere along the way, someone told me that the the further you can increase your vocabulary, the more you increase your overall intelligence. So I wanted to create as many opportunities where people could increase their vocabulary by thinking about it through acronyms in a different way so they could become more knowledgeable about actually running a business and starting to think like a CEO. And, uh, you know, it's all for memory because nobody's teaching people how to actually build a business they're trying to sell you some shitty course or they're trying to sell you some stupid funnel system or they're trying to to teach you all this crap that doesn't work unless you have a following or a massive amount of money to spend on fucking marketing right i wanted to give people that guidebook that said okay go do this legitimately do this step and most of people's problems are solved if they just go out and freaking sell something. But only sales shit that they've been taught is this grease ball. Let's beat the shit out of them. Let's, you know, overcome objections. Let's hard close. Mm-hmm. Let's manipulate. Let's maneuver. And everybody feels like shit trying to sell that way. And I'm like, let's stop all that stupid shit. Let's go get into real conversations. And let's actually build the business freedom 
and not create that crappy job for yourself. So to answer your long answer short, yeah, <laughs> yeah, freaking acronyms just makes everything a lot easier to remember and teach. That's awesome. That's awesome. We got another question. So. Yeah, that was, I was like, oh, and I think to me, once I read the acronyms and I read the little blurbs, it was just so much quicker and easier to get the concept. Yeah. So um, I'm presuming that Kevin is the person who sent the short blurb on the in-depth way on how to make the email marketing work, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. so do you think from when you started till now, do you still think that's the same, not necessarily caveat, but that's the same tactic? that could be used for someone to excel because you're right when you're reaching out in these facebook groups once again that goes back to what you're saying about the way we're taught to sell once we reach out in these facebook groups and we see something and we like oh that might be a potential client of course we come real quick with here's my facebook or here's my link or you know hit me up here Instead of just simply being responsive and being like, well, you know, you can just do this by one, two, three, four. We talk about that here, even within among us, about just being um, an expert at what you do. Don't be afraid to share the information. For sure. You know, I, I think if people would simply wrap their head around one simple concept, how would somebody sell you? And if you think about it from the perspective of how would somebody actually sell you and successfully get you to go, holy shit, I need their services. I and love you... that you cuss. I just love it. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. But 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 think about it. If if somebody were to sell you, they're not going to start off with some sort of pitch because you can be like, yeah, I'm not listening to that. They're not going to you know start off with come join my Facebook group or anything else. They're going to strike up a damn real conversation and make it about you and provide you some sort of value and get to a point where you're like, okay, let's grab a conversation. This makes sense. And, and if you always think about it from that perspective, sales gets a lot easier. And for me, to really make sales as easy as possible for people, sales is nothing more than a conversation with an outcome, right? It's two people sitting across from each other talking. The only difference is, is it's going to have an outcome. I sit across from every person I sit across from, and it's a sales conversation. 99.9% .9 of the time, they don't know it because I'm in my head trying to understand, do I actually want to do business with this person? Not trying to convince them to do business with me because I, I have a fun rule that I love to use is what I want to go have a cocktail with this person, what I would invite them over for a Sunday barbecue. And if they can't pass that test, then there's no point. Am I ever going to make an offer or, of business or anything for them? Because once you crawl in bed with a client, meaning you start business with them, doing business with them, everything else. And you're going to spend a lot of time with that motherfucker. And and if you don't like them, it's going to be a miserable damn relationship. And we've all brought on clients over the years that that we were like, holy shit, I should have never brought on this client. 
And it's because we're selling from desperation versus going, would I have a cocktail with this person? And, and so I tell everybody, if you'll simply make a list of everything that would be required for somebody to be able to say yes to you, like they've got to have money. They've got to be able to say yes. They've got to have the time and energy to invest in working with you. And you've got to actually freaking like them. And if you will go have a conversation with the mindset that they've got to check all those boxes off for me, you'll never, ever have to pitch. You'll never have to get to a place that says, hey, would you do business with me? Can I tell you about my offer? You'll go in and have a genuine, fun conversation and just play detective, undercovering all of these different things. And sales gets really, really fun. And you don't feel like a damn greaseball. I like that. I like that a lot. I think I will be implementing some of those myself. <laughs> good, good, good. Yes. I got a question for you. Bring it. So how often do you read your champion's vision? Um, quite often. And, you know, for... Me, that was probably one of the smartest things I ever stumbled into. Um, because once I finally got that right, other people wanted to help me create it. And I think that's the masterful thing behind it. Because oftentimes, I think a lot of people are moving through life without actually knowing what they truly want to accomplish. They have these, this wishful thought process of this life they supposedly want to live. And they have this idea of things they want to do and trying to accomplish, but they don't actually know what they want to do and how they want to impact and show the world. And you ask people, how do you want to impact the world? They're like, Oh, I want to get back to charities. And you know, they, they, they drone on, but you can tell there's no substance to what they're actually saying. So when you find what that real vision you want to accomplish in your life, um, it stays forefront because you want to really make that happen. So it originally started off for me is I wanted to change how the world networks and, and, you know, we've done that. And so now we're taking that, you know, to a lot bigger vision to, okay, can we take how the world networks and increase it by everybody gets introduced to the right person they need to get introduced to. And, you know, by communicating this out, people are like, fuck, yes, I want to be a part of, you know, changing how the world networks. How can I help you do that? You know, and then, you know, everybody gets introduced and, and now people are like, well, yeah, I want to be able to open doors for others and get them to the right people. They want to be a part of it. So I say it often, not so much as a reminder, but as a direction for the remind to you that I'm continually going, if that makes sense. Mm, makes sense. And just Jay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Now, um, for those that um haven't got the haven't got the book yet, give a little background on what the champion vision is. Yeah, so your champion's vision is the it, it's not your typical company vision mission statement thing. It's not a personal vision, you know, type thing where you're talking about what you want to accomplish. It's literally how you're going to impact and change the world. And it could be your world, right? It doesn't have to be the whole world as entirety. 
So if you think about it, like Martin Luther King had literally one of the most beautiful visions in the world. When he came out with the I Have a Dream speech, right, he had so much desire behind that, that the world moved behind him and said, fuck, yes, we want this to happen. Right. So when I'm talking about a vision, <clears throat> that's what I'm talking about is what is that thing that you want more than anything else in the world to shift and change? And then you get that right and other people want to come play with you. Um, <clears throat> uh, you take somebody like Steve Jobs and he came out and said, I want a computer for people like us. Right? There was a different breed of computer geek, right? You know, and these people that just didn't want to buy into my mom and dad style of computer. And he knew there was a whole niche of people out there. And <clears throat> he literally said, I'm going to build a computer for us. And as soon as he said that, his people showed up and he created this entire movement of people who are like, that's my guy. That's that's the person I want to follow. And there's just, I mean, I put a whole bunch of countless examples in the book so people could see it. Um, but it's, it's, what's that thing that, and it can be bigger than your business, but if you can tie it to your business, man, your business will explode because other people will instantly go, God, I want to be a part of that. I want to help create that. Does that make sense? Yes, I like that. Mm-hmm. It, it does require some deep thought. And I mean, the, the examples you gave, the sentences, when, once I started to think about it, I was like, damn, that's just such a simple sentence. But it's the simplicity that makes it so complex. But that's why it just, it requires some deep thought. Because well, I even was looking at my tagline, like, could that be it? But then I was like, nah, I don't think so. It needs yeah, that. As soon as you say nah, you know it's not right. Because when you get it right, man, you're going to feel it. You know, um, and I'm, I'm going to screw up the gentleman's name, but he's, he's in the book. And uh, he's the gentleman from Africa that created the telecom company that changed how Africa communicates. It's, it's a phenomenal freaking story of people. Have, and one of the reasons I used him is because more people need to hear his story. Because it's brilliant. You know, he turned down a McDonald's franchise. Somebody was going to gift him a million dollars to open a McDonald's franchise. And he turned it down to go change the, the how the telecom industry for all of Africa. Um, brilliant freaking story. And, you know, the gentleman who offered him the McDonald's franchise years later, after he had made become a multi-billionaire and done all the things, called him up and said, I am so proud of you. I, I, he goes, I was disappointed the day you turned down the franchise, but I'm so proud of the person you've become. And, you know, it's when you know your vision is so strong and so right, then then you know it. It's not something you have to contemplate. You know, for, you know, for me, when we launched the networking groups, um, networking, you know, it wasn't something that I wanted to do because most people who teach networking – I just broke assholes that don't know how to sell, you know, and, you know, it's the truth. They're out there like trying to teach you, go to a networking event, say hi, hand them a freaking business. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Thank you. Um, right. You don't need to be taught networking. Right. So I never wanted to be associated with the, those type of people. 
But when the pandemic hit, you know, we knew we had to do something to help the world be able to stay in business. And so when we came up with let's do networking groups, you know, I didn't want to do it. And I remember the morning, my mom, my wife looked at me and she goes, I said, babe, I don't want to be the guy associated with networking. And I'll just say it the way she did. She goes, you realize you're a fucking idiot, right? I'm like, how? She goes, why don't you become the guy that changes how the world networks and fix what everybody freaking hates about networking? And I went, shit. Seven days later, we launched the first chapter. And I just oh, knew at that moment we were going to change how the world networks. Dang, that's awesome, isn't it? I mean, when you when you read the book, I'm at. We got to get the links for the book, um, where they are, um, so we can put that out there as well as the badass summit. But I, I have okay, so I have this question for you that bring it. I I love the business development strategy, but right. to be honest with you, Donnie. I am a warm conversations person. I am not the cold outreach. I am not. I might be passive, but I'm the warm. Com- you see how bubbly and ju- I can I just do many of the things you pointed out in there as opposed to doing one of each of the. All right, Janet. I- let me let me ask you a question before I answer that question. Oh, Lord. You got your big girl britches on? Fuck yeah. All right. The answer's no. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And here's why. All right. So let me break down. And I mean, go get the book. But I'll I'll tell you my business development strategy is really easy. There's three business development things you need to be doing at all times. Okay. And so if you're listening, following along, grab a piece of paper, and I'm just going to teach really quick. So three business development things you have to do. Nobody's got a sales problem ever. Right. Because sales is the final part of the conversation where you get to yes or no. Everything else is business development. Right. And most people, they say, man, if you can just get me in front of the right person, we'll figure it out. We're going to do business together. Right. So it's not the sales problem that you have. It's getting to that damn conversation. And that's where most people fuck it up. Okay. So if you understand that everything is business development, you really have a business development problem. So, Jan, I'm going to say this very politely. Anybody who says they're just a warm networking, warm conversation, I just want to go meet people, is going to live a very painful business life. (laughs) Because it's just not enough activity to allow you to meet enough people to actually be able to build a scalable business. You will constantly be stuck trying to go from client to client to project to project because you just can't meet enough new people to build a profitable just word of mouth networking style business it just some people can do it but that's like one percent of the population okay so three things people should be doing from business development at all times first one janet's favorite warm conversations okay (laughs) Conversations is just what it sounds like, man. It's anything that gets you face-to-face or Zoom-to-Zoom with somebody else, right? So it's networking. It's going to conferences, trade shows. It's going to after hours and happy hours. It's going to, you know, public events and, and, uh, you know, anything that allows you to meet other new people 
on a regular basis. So you're constantly seeing, meeting, and getting to know more people, right? The second one is the one everybody hates, which is cold outreach. And cold outreach is everything it sounds like. It's cold calling, cold emailing, walk-ins. It's cold DMing on, on LinkedIn or Facebook. It's you know cold email. Anything where you're doing some outreach where the person on the receiving end has no damn clue who the hell you are. And the third one is the passive outreach or passive marketing or hand raising. I don't care however you want to look at it. It's all the stuff you do to get people to go, hey, I'm interested more in that. So that's things like I'm doing now, podcast guesting. It's speaking on stages. It's having your own podcast. It's putting out blogs. It's being on blogs. It's local PR. It's being involved in your community. You know, anything that gets people to go, that's my person. Okay. Now, those are the three major activities. Inside of those activities, I don't give a rat's ass which ones you pick to do. You just got to have one in each of those categories. And here's why. When you put all your eggs in one basket, picking on Janet, just warm conversations, it's not going to fill your buckets fast enough to be able to keep up and churn. What you're going to find is if you pick one cold strategy, one warm and one passive strategy, it's enough that you can mentally understand and it allows you to recharge the way you recharge. Cold outreach sucks. So you do cold outreach before you fix them to go do a warm conversation event. Like go do 20 reach outs on LinkedIn and then go to your after hours and drink and party your ass off. It'll allow you to recharge after the shitty moment. Okay. Um, you know, um, go do 10 cold calls and then go do something that's fun. The warm conversation or the passive outreach, you know, something. You got to have all three activities in play. Because ultimately, you're going to need to teach those behaviors to somebody else and teach them how to be successful in it because that's the only way to ultimately scale, not grow your business. Okay, I was going to come to there, but now that you say that, now it makes sense because when I was reading it and I was thinking about, and as you mentioned your, your, your friend earlier, you know, entertainment people, we sort of tend not to, well, us on the lower end, we don't mind interacting or cold calling. But when you start calling the producers or necessarily the artists, they tend to shun you. So that's why I was thinking in more. They only my- shun you because of how you're doing it. Okay. So okay. let's do something funny. I think it'd be funny. Yeah. I want you to to pretend you're some big time freaking entertainment star, and I'm gonna cold call you really, really quick. You ready okay. for this? So get your acting groove on. You ready? <laughs> okay, good. And you can play you. I don't care. That's fine. Just play. I want you to pretend you're some big actor, or movie star. You ready? Okay. Ring, ring. You gotta say hello. Well, oh, I was going to make you, you know, I was going to answer on the first ring. All right. Ring, ring. Hello, darling. Uh, is this Janet? Yes. May I just call me? Yeah, Janet, it's Donnie Bovine. Donnie, do I know you? 
I, I'm not really sure, Janet. My name sound familiar? No, not at all. Hold on. Barbara, who's this Donnie on my phone? Cool. Bring Barbara. Okay. I'll get her. So, Donnie, what do you want? Uh, is this Barbara? Yes, or do this I is still Barbara. Janet? This I don't is matter. Barbara and Janet. Well, well, ladies, I gotta tell you, I am uncomfortable as hell at the moment. Because this is a cold call. And I hate doing this, but I can't impact, reach the world, and do what I need to do if I don't. Can I take 30 seconds and tell you why I'm calling, or do you want to go ahead and hang up on me? Okay, you've melted my heart. Maybe I wasn't the right person. <laughs> but, so but you see LaToya? I mean, same thing. Yeah, you melted my I, I That made me melted. Get up, man, 30 seconds. But let me ask you. I mean, and that, that's how you should really cold call. But why that way? Because it, it puts the elephant right there on top of the table. Let's go ahead and get this out the way. It's a cold sure. call. You want to talk But then he said, he said that he hated it. So I felt the compassion for him that you hate it, but you you hated it, but you called Our to help me. Nature is to help. That is how we are. Ninety percent of the people in the world are wired to help. Imagine you call it the busiest switchboard in the world, where that poor gal is getting the shit kicked out of her all day long. The phone just hammering. Most people will call up and say, hey, this is Donnie. I'm with XYZ Company. I'd love to talk to so-and-so because I am going to tell them specifically why you need my business service, blah, 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 blah. Click. She hears it every day, all day long. But when one person calls in and says, I'm scared to death. I hate doing this. Can you help me out? Instantly. They change. It's called a pattern interrupt. And they go, all right, hold on. Who are you trying to get to? How can I help? Right? And you just, you, what people don't understand is in a sales conversation, you have to become a fucking human. And, and the instant you're not a human is the instant you lose. Because as soon as they grab on that you're a salesperson, it's over. Because nobody wants to be sold. We all love to buy shit. We do it all the time. Go look at all the stupid shit in our houses. Right? But yeah. you've got to become human. And the way to become human is to be nurturingly honest. And you freaking just take the bowl in the room, however you want to put it, off the table and look it's not foolproof i'm not saying every conversation you do or they're gonna be like oh bless your heart go ahead tell me honey <laughs> right they're not gonna do that you know like you call up the the high ego dude and he's gonna be like all right what you got right now i'm gonna meet the high ego dude where he's at and be like look man let me to be honest with you I'm making cold calls and I freaking hate doing it, but I got to do it to actually grow my business. So tell me, brother, do, is it okay if I tell you what I'm doing or you want to go ahead and hang up now? And they'll laugh at you and be like, all right, dude, you got 30 seconds, go. And they'll tell you that. That's it. That's all I need. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then, you know, 
it's if it, you stumble, you screw up, you you go through it, and you sound like crap. Who gives a shit? The funny thing is, going to the celebrity side of things, Janet, do you think those celebrities are ever going to remember your ass? Fuck no. You know how many people there no. are on a regular basis? No. It could be a week later <laughs> at a social event, bump into them, you'll completely introduce yourself, and they're going to be no damn clue who the hell you are. Right? Yeah. So, you, you've given me some insight on, because, you know, LinkedIn, they can be really, really apprehensive. And LinkedIn is truly the business networking platform. You know, you might get away with um, social media and, inst- I mean, what's that thing called? Instagram. Um, Instagram and Facebook. However, LinkedIn, the, the, the barriers up. They want to meet people because they want to grow their business. But the barriers, but there's not the, the different type of entertainment professionals on there. Sometimes they are very standoffish. But it's, you gave me some well, things to put we'll in there. Talk about that because I'd love to help you there too. So think about on LinkedIn. What people don't understand is is the people that want to do business on LinkedIn <clears throat> are active on LinkedIn. So people are chasing all these profiles of people that never fucking post, never put out content, never engage. And most of those people that never are doing anything, it's because some asshole told them that they had to have a LinkedIn profile. And they haven't been back to it in freaking years to check it out, update it, or worry about it. So what I'll tell most people, if you want to do business on LinkedIn, go up to the search box and literally type in the keywords of people, things that are talking about things you want to talk about, hit search, click on content, find people that are talking about the things you're interested in or things you want to sell to, and just go start commenting on a shit ton of posts. And here's a funny thing. Comment on people's posts that have no comments. Why? Because they're trying to put out content and need some motherfucker to engage with them. And they're hoping to God somebody sees it besides their mom sees their content, right? <laughs> so go freaking. Your ass is dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you are dirty. Well, you know, I mean, I, I really just want to break things down big bird style for people because people have just overcomplicated the shit out of this, right? And And when you think about the simple things like, Think about if you put a post out on LinkedIn and not a motherfucking soul liked it, put a comment on it, it can be deflating. She's it like, has Shit. happened to me numerous of times. Even cool. my little my little videos that I put out, yeah, it's happened to me. I just cool. like somebody will look at it. You want to change that? Before you put a video out, before you put a post out, go comment on 10 or 20 other posts and then post yours. You're gonna be blown away because by how many people are naturally nosy, and they're gonna click to see what you. Yes. Going on. And if you like, click on people, you're commenting on people's stuff that have low engagement. They're gonna come look at your profile, and holy shit, they may see your video. They may comment back. Drop a few comments on some big heavy hitters posts with a lot of content, and don't don't comment great posts. Fucking provide value, like. 
if Gary V drops a post out somewhere, it's not great post, Gary. It's put your two cents on his freaking post of like, man, when you say being nice is how you win nowadays, what that means for me is when you pour into people and you actually help people get where they want to go and you help them find that freedom, then the world's going to show up and the universe is going to take care of you. What happens is, is your comment, because you put thought and energy behind it, all these other motherfuckers are going to see it because you did it on Gary's post or whoever big name post you want to put out there, right? And so you pick a couple of big names that you want to interact with. You pick a bunch of people that you're just trying to get introduced with. And you're not saying, hey, let me tell you about me. You're you're commenting legitimately, compassionately about what they're posting about. Mm-hmm. And you get in this rhythm every day of spending more time engaging on other people's contents. Watch the people that start coming back to you. I mean, I, I got people that will pop in on my post every once in a while. Never heard of them. They'll comment and then they send me a connection request. I instantly will go, dude. Thank you so much for the comment on there. I really appreciate the thoughtful moment. Tell me a little bit about your world. And that's my move. Right? And by the way, that tell me a little bit about your world is the best move you can ever make on LinkedIn. When somebody connects with you, that should be the first question you ask. Is, hey, thanks for connecting. Tell me a little bit about your world. Because you'll know instantly why they connect by how they responded. Because somebody who just wants to fucking sell you something, they're going to start pitching. You know, so, um, not, oh, and we only have, a, Donnie, you got to come back. Okay, because, <laughs> but we got to get to Badass Summit. But quick, um, quick thing. I went to a LinkedIn, um, you know, like one of them webinars. Mm-hmm. And on the webinar, and this is a LinkedIn strategist, he says that when you connect to someone, you shouldn't instantly respond to them and say you know like you should say hi thank you for the connection then you should wait then the next time you send them a message you should send something like how you doing that sounds like a lot of fucking work (laughs) 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 you you are so dirty Oh, and I would tell them the same thing if I was sitting there. Who's got time to go through 10, 20 people you try to connect with and go, okay, how many fucking days has it been? You know, so we went out Friday, you know, you gave me your number on Friday. Do I wait till fucking Monday to call you? I mean, what are we doing here? Right? Let's skip all the bullshit. Just get to the conversation. Get to the conversation. <laughs> And and look, everybody knows you're trying to connect and network on LinkedIn. Become a damn human. Don't worry about thinking. Literally, how would somebody get you talking? If If you and I were to connect right now, what would I have to say on LinkedIn for you to strike up a conversation with me? And it's it's really about keeping it. Huh? Hello would work for me because I cool. everybody. I love it. So, so <laughs> let's say Janet connects with me. Latoya connects with me. I'm going to literally say, Janet, Latoya, fucking, I won't say fuck. I'll say, hey, really appreciate the connection. Tell me a little bit about your world. And that's it. 
And you'll be blown away by how people will respond. People that actually want to network and connect, they're going to be like, man, I've got X amount of years in my business. I've been doing this. And they'll tell you their journey a little bit. And then they'll go, tell me about you. Yeah. Assholes that want to freaking <laughs> pitch and shit are going to go, well, we're an XYZ company and we help fucking companies do blah, 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 blah. Fuck off. <laughs> the copy paste message. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, please tell us about, go a little bit in depth about the badass business summit. When is it? Yep. Uh, but we got to have you back. We got, no, this is, you this guys is, are fun. You guys are fun. This is too much. So Badass Business Summit is September 22nd through the 24th here in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, it's a three-day event. So tickets are $197 uh, for standard tickets. I get you all three days. Hotel rooms are like $124 a night. Um, you know, so it's a very, very expensive, inexpensive event. Um, and, you know, the we, we have some of the best speakers in the game from LinkedIn experts to mindset experts to business strategists, branding consultants, people that, you know, like Laura DeFranco speaking about, you know, how to use a book to actually build your business. You know, it's all centered around business growth, all hanging out with people that are focused on business growth. And I love telling people that, you're going to be sitting right next to the speakers. They're not going to be flying in and, you know, like speaking their hour and getting the hell out. They're there attending the entire event. So we are very heavily focused on creating an environment of we want you to learn. We want you to network. We want you to build your business. I'll be there all three days. You'd be able to hang out with me. And if you got specific questions, grab me, pull me aside. Let's jump into a fun conversation. Um, and, and dude, every night's an absolute party. Um, we got a really cool DJ, DJ Gene, and it turns into this big ass karaoke fest and course cocktails get flowing and everybody gets partying and hanging out. But it's, it's, we're not there to sell you a damn thing. We're there to make sure your business actually grows and everybody's teaching from the heart, you know, uh, this is the things they figured out in their industry, in their niche. And you can't, it's hard to describe the feelings and emotions that people come out of me because people every year, like, my God, this is the best business, you know, conference i've ever attended a bit and been to because we literally pour into our people and everybody who attended I is, love it, it. is it always the same time every year we focus on we're going to try and keep it there um okay you know in september we're we're we got big ambitions of things we want to do with it so as it continues to grow I, I, not this year because i have a wedding and but I, I, I'd like to come out. I come just on, love your energy. I just love your energy. What's that location again? Fort Worth, Fort Texas. Worth Texas. Yeah. So I could go get some barbecue. Yeah, come I on. Could, some could, we, got, we got real barbecue, not 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 that Atlanta stuff. But do you have tacos <laughs> though? Tacos. Oh, we got some damn good tacos. Damn good Texas. You're on the border. You're gonna get tacos. I mean, <laughs> hey, we are northern Mexico. I mean, we're we're 51 Hispanic here in Texas. So I mean, you know, we get some damn 
real freaking tacos too. Yeah, yeah. Good eat. Good eat. Well, Donnie, tell everybody where to follow you and where they can find you. You know, if you guys want, and I'll put this in chat so the gals can put it up on the screen. Hold on. Oh my gosh, y'all really, really got to get the book. When I tell you, you'll laugh. Don't, don't drink and read. You know how some people <laughs> like to have a glass of wine and read a book. Don't, don't, because you'll be in stitches and you'll be, you'll be tinkling. You'll be tinkling. <laughs> so a couple of times I was like, when his wife was like, what? I mean, she didn't say what she said some other words. Oh yeah, she said some. I, but it's one, good. <laughs> one of the books I'm going to be writing in the near future is the shit my wife said that changed my life. Because uh, <laughs> oh. there's a lot of key moments where she just said the right thing that I was like shit. Um, but if you're so, a couple of fun offers. One, anybody who's listening to your show, if they go to Amazon and buy ten paperback books they're 399 a piece so that's 40 dollars. they send me an email to and i'll put it in chat donnie at donniebovine.com the receipt of those 40 books i will send them my personal calendar link and i will give you an hour of my time on my dime so all they gotta do is commit to go buy 10 paperback books i don't give a care how long this thing runs the paperback books are $3.99, so it's a $40 investment. You go do that. Just give the books out to whoever you think want, needs them and read them. I'll, you email that receipt to me. I'll give you an hour of my time. Um, I really, truly, this book for me is not about making money. It's literally about impacting and changing the world. It uh, is a good, like, um, you know, gift, gift sake. You know how you give little gifts to people? It right? is a good, because when I tell you, I was like, oh, yeah, I got to share some of this with some people. <laughs> so i put that offer out there um if they text the word success to 817-318-6030 we got all kinds of free goodies and trainings and things that we'll send them um you know you can follow me you know it's donnie bovine on every one of the platforms out there um you know come follow and hang out connect with me on linkedin i love meeting with people i really try and meet with as many damn people as i possibly can it's getting harder and harder um mm. to do but um, yeah, go buy 40 paperback book, or not 40, 10 paperback books, $40 total. Send me the receipt to that email, Donnie at DonnieBovine.com, and I will send you back you know, my personal schedule link, and you'll get an hour of my time to work on your business, whatever you're trying to do, and, and we'll get your shit rocked and loaded. And you know, I'll probably make some fun introductions to you, some other badasses that will help you you know, grow as well. So happy to do that for any of your people. Okay. I have one other question. You talk so much about Kevin. Is Kevin as energetic as you, Kevin? Oh, no, like, no, no, no. Yeah, I can no, tell that. No. I can, tell, I can no. tell Kevin is way to the other side. Kevin yeah, is like yeah, more, yeah. more, more business, more polished, so, more. <laughs> yeah. So he, he, he definitely is. So people always think that their first hire needs to be somebody like you like themselves and that's the biggest mistake ever you need to hire your arch nemesis and what i mean by that is you need to hire the, the person that is complete opposite of you so where i'm loud crazy love being center of attention love being around people kevin is introverted he's reserved you know he's you know very very operationally focused loves the automation side of things now 
Kevin's a damn good teacher. When that dude gets on stage, you better get a pen and paper because he's about to rock your world from everything he's fixing to teach. And he's so tactical that people fucking dial into him really, really, really quick. He's just going to go take a nap afterwards because it wears <laughs> the fuck out of being out there and you know, getting that much attention. You know? um, but yeah, your first hire you ever will make in your business needs to be, and whoever that is, high back. Um, <laughs> your first hire needs to be that person that, that can get all the shit but sales off your plate so you can go be the face of your damn company. Yeah, he talks about that. He talks about um how the CEO he has so many and then wait till you get to the last chapter about the business versus the scale. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get into all of that. That's why he has to come back. I he will, has, he has a lot, up. a lot to offer. And the, when I tell you the book is a quick read, it is a quick and read. It's, and it just came out on Audible too. Oh. So if you, my voice doesn't drive you freaking bonkers, you know. <laughs> Then get and you, you'll be like me. Can you see my highlights? You see? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was highlighting some things because there are some, and, and it's truly like in steps. You're going to go back to certain things as you grow. Because there's some parts of it I was like, for real? No, nah, I'm not there yet. But see, I'm working on my warm conversations and cold calling. That's really interesting. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming, Donnie. Oh my gosh, this was really, really good. I hope you all that watch get these gems. I hope you were taking notes. I hope that you really apply just the the golden nuggets that he's given today is like phenomenal. So just imagine what the book and going to this summit would do for you. So please take advantage, check it out. Um, take Let me do one thing for you really quick, ladies. Like, mm -hmm. I have to do this. Guys, if you are watching this on the replay or whatever, and you are getting any value, any tips, anything out of this, do these ladies a favor and tell somebody else about this. Tell somebody else to tune into their lives. Tell somebody to be part of their community. Freaking growing a show like this and trying to get people into it it's a lot of work it takes a lot of time and energy so if you really want to pour into these ladies and do the greatest thing tell one person about the show tell one person about all the things they're doing and it's literally like you walked up and gave them a virtual hug it'll mean the world to them oh, hug me hug me <laughs> hug me yay <laughs> Well, that don't forget awesome. to tune in every Tuesday. That's every Tuesday at 6 p.m. We look forward to giving you great information and sharing great people with you so that you, too, can enhance your business. Have a great and safe and wonderful holiday. And remember, be kind to one another. Bye-bye for now. Hi, and welcome to Soul Support.